0: Right. It's, so it's so amazing You're loving me, You're loving me. It's so
1: Hallelujah. So amazing. Yes, God. He's so amazing. I love that song. That is by Bishop Hezekiah Kyle Walker. And I love that song and I wanted to share that with you today. I'm not going to be before you long, but we're going to do series two and we have been tapping into Torn Between Two Worlds by Anthony Martin. He's a pastor out of Columbia, Maryland, Grace Christian Ministries and we just want to give him a shout out. We want you guys to... Uh, go out and get this book and go back and teach it to your, your congregation, or your Bible studies, or your Sunday schools, or just you one-on-one. This is a good book to get. Uh, like I said, if you didn't hear series one, um, I gave some information on Pastor Anthony, uh, Martin and how I, I known him and some of his members and one of his members keeps in contact with me and she sends me. Um, Some of his material and I really, really, really think you guys need to go out and support the man of God. He is really helping us um, to grow and get an understanding on our spiritual walk. Amen. And what it means to be torn between two worlds. Um, Like I said before, Pastor Anthony is a teacher. Um, He gives good understanding. Um good teachings and um this is what it's about. I, I last night in my prayer time I was talking to the Lord and he revealed to me this generation needs teaching and less preaching. Um I know in my generation we could take the preaching. We we got it. You know, but to this generation they need teaching. They want to they want an answer to everything. Well, what does that mean? Well, what is that? Well, What is that? You know, this generation they different. You ask this generation anything about Jesus and the only thing they can say is something related to Christmas. Come on, we gotta do better. Amen. We have to do better because the time is short. Jesus Christ is soon to come. You can look around. You can discern the time that we are living in. It's time that we teach this generation. You gotta if you if you say, Okay, come on, let's pray, give the breakdown of what a, what prayer is. This is what type of generation that we're in. Okay, pray what? What are we praying? This is how they do pray what? what are we, who are we praying to and why? This is the generation now my generation would say come on let's pray, we knew, boom we was kind of tuned in, you know what I mean we weren't that lost, but this generation is lost, they need teaching and they need an understanding so if you think you have a word for them you better have the breakdown and give it to them because they take note, they watching everything that you say and do and they're going to hold you accountable for it come on somebody, this is the generation that we in, if you didn't know, now you know <laughs> okay, this morning we're going to get into um, series number two of torn between two spirit. Excuse me, torn between two worlds. That's a spirit. <laughs> Same thing. Torn between two worlds. Amen. By Pastor Anthony Martin. You can get the book. I want you to go out and get this book so you can go back and teach it. Um, it's on Amazon. Last time I checked, it was a little under ten dollars um, at that time. It may have went out and there was only one left. So what's that tell you? You need to go out and get it. So let's dive right into this. I don't want to take too much time. I can't be before you long today, but the spiritual walk, amen. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5 and 16. Let's clear the air. The spiritual life is an amazing and incredible journey with the highest and most Loving being over all the universe. He is the Almighty, the Great I Am, and our Heavenly Father. He is our Heavenly Father. Amen. Non-Christians may try to minimize our experience because they do not understand the root of our faith. However, we know what it, what it means to live spiritually. Jesus explained to a Jewish ruler that those who were born again are like the wind. I like this. You can hear the sound, but you cannot discern its direction. Look this up. Every time you, tell me, every time you hear me say look this up, I'm getting ready to tell you a Bible first. Look this up. John 3 and 8. John 3 and 8. Look that up. Those who observe our faith from the outside are, un, are unable to fully comprehend our experience with God. They are. There are times when they speak against and scorn and even dispute our walk with God, and what we believe. They cannot understand the spiritual things. They dispute all that. They come against it. They don't understand it. I'm sure y'all know it. Y'all post something in Facebook. People just go in and try to pick it apart, come against you, scorn you. You shouldn't have said that. Well, it's the word of God. It's here. 1 Corinthians, look this up guys, 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. However, we know that our connection with God is outside of this world. We do not have to imitate the secular world and its way of life. What a mistake it would be to try to fight, excuse me, try to fit into a world that caters to self-centered appetites and self gratification let me read that again that was good what a mistake it would be to try to fit into a world that caters to self-centered appetites i'll let y'all sink sink that in self-centered appetites that's what this world is about and self-gratification this leads to compromising and bargaining with a world that lives differently from our faith that is true The philosophy of this presents world emphasis, individual and personal choices over submitting to the Holy God, to the Holy God, to our Holy God. This is not something that we want for our lives as Christians. We are called to abide in Jesus Christ and bear fruit. Look this up. John 15 and five, chapter 15, verse five. Bearing fruit in Christ means we have our identity in him and the lifestyle that we live characterizes our confession of faith. It means to believe and live out our faith. Amen. We have been cleansed and free from the penalty of sin through the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Life is no longer about gratifying ourselves with secular carnal desires. And carnal means worldly, the things of this world. Carnal, not spiritual. That's what that means. Look it up. C-A-R-N-A-L. C-A-R-N-A-L. Carnal. Desires. It is about an involving transcendent relationship with our God through his son, and incorruptible seed and have been changed forever. First Peter one, chapter one, look us up, 22 through 23. We do not have to return to a lifestyle which rejects God to run after self-indulgence. The spiritual walk is a series of life-changing encounters with our Heavenly Father. We encounter him while in prayer, studying his word, singing praises in worship songs and in fellowship with other believers and in many other spiritual moments. And I want to stop right there because a lot of people think that, you know, when we say, and I want to at the ending of this, when he says fellowshipping with other believers. And that means like to me, to me, that means like going to Bible study, going to church. How do we grow and learn and, you know, get support if we stay home and not go to church or be among other believers or, you know, have friends that are strong believers in the Lord? Just don't say they're saved and that's it. You you know, I like to be with people who are really strong in their faith, really strong, excuse me, in the word and can we can build each other up. I mean, it's cool to be around other ones that, yeah, I believe I'm saved. But in the next five minutes you hear... Something ungodly come out their mouth, or they're doing something ungodly, and then that means your relationship with them is going to be unequally yoked. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to go, you're really trying to live for the Lord, and you have somebody else that's kind of straddling the fence, torn between two worlds. (laughs) Hallelujah! So we just get around to some believers, and people say, "Well, I I want to go to church," but you know, you know, they come up with all these excuses. But what you need to do is ask God and wait on God to give you clarity and lead you in the right direction on what church you need to be in and set your little self down and, and you'll have peace in your spirit and you'll know that's God saying, okay, this is where I need you and your family to be. You'll say, well, you know, you might go somewhere and it might not really sit right in your spirit. doesn't mean that the church is right, but that might not be where God wants you to be amen but when you walk into the word the right place you'll know in your heart like this is where i should be amen so i pray that you begin to see god uh for clarity on that because it's good for your family i preach and teach this all the time like listen you know it's good for your children it's good good it's good it's good to have i'd rather be in church than be anywhere else um other than that y'all know what i mean so let's just Hallelujah. Let's just move on. So, become a fellowship with our believers. Okay. <throat> have you ever tried to explain? Let's go right here. Have you ever tried to explain to someone what it's like living for God? Let me ask you that. Have you ever tried to explain to someone what it's like living for God? Sometimes you can hardly find the words. The relationship we have with God fills our hearts. And reaches the depth within our souls. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love God. It teaches every fiber. Excuse me. It touches every fiber of our being and sets the course for the rest of our existence. Let me read that again. It touches every fiber of our being. Of our being. And it sets the course for the rest of our existence. Y'all hear that? It sets the course for the rest of our existence. Mm. Hallelujah. We are no longer servants to sin and debtors to the flesh. Look this up. Romans chapter 8 verse 12. We no longer want the acceptance of a world filled with ungodly things or to live according to its standards. Amen. Amen. Our spiritual lives set the stage from whom we are and should be translated into every aspect of our lives. We do not leave God in order to satisfy desires that lead to despair and brokenness. Ungodly desires that lead to despair and brokenness. Amen. We have been mended. And we stand before him whole by the blood of Jesus Christ. Look this up. Second Corinthians five and 21. That is second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21. Look that up. We must be mindful of how the devil tries to convince God's people that they are missing out while non-Christians are enjoying themselves. He attempts he attempts to taunt us by showing us how carefree and liberated they are living. They do not have to answer to anyone. They can choose to enjoy their Sundays and do not have any real morals or spiritual urge to live a certain way. They can govern their lives based on their own set of values rather than the guidelines from the Bible. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They can follow their own voice and seek their personal path to life without having to wonder if they are in God's will. The devil attempts to portray this kind of life as one to be a good thing. <laughs> Envied. <laughs> That's how the devil does. And soon join the secular crowd. And Pastor Andy explains this. He said, when I was a young child... I will look out the window and watch the other kids in the neighborhood having fun while my mom set a curfew for me. I didn't, he said, I didn't feel as, as though it was fair and wish that I could be out there with the neighborhood kids. I can relate to that. Pastor Anthony says, what I didn't realize at the time, at the time was that my mom was keeping me safe, establishing order in my life, in building values. So he's saying, you know, and you look at that in the spiritual realm. That's all God wants to do: establish order in our lives and and help us build value. Amen. Values. There are many Christians looking out into the world, wanting in the world, watching those who are not Christians going out their lives and wishing they could take could take the same liberties. Amen. They are not able to see the joy of living for God. The spiritual walk with God is unique and special. It is not characterized by a set of overbearing rules, but by a loving relationship. Hallelujah. With God. Most people mistake God's involvement as controlling and regulatory, and what they fail to see is. Is his provisional love. Come on. That's what people think. I don't want to serve God. It's, it's too much. It's, it's too controlling. I got to do this. I got to give up that. I don't want to do that. God requires too much of me. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. He told the man and the woman to not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Not because he wanted to regulate their every move. Rather, his command was out of an underlying love, Genesis 2 and 17. God knew what would happen to them in the event they are for, if they ate the forbidden fruit. He saw the despair and shame long before it happened and wanted to protect them. Uh huh. See, sometimes, and I like this, let me stop right there. He saw it, he saw the guilt. There we are. Talked about it. We talked about this in the first series, guilt and shame. Y'all look that back. Y'all go back to the first series so you can understand. He saw the despair and shame. He's seen it. God's seen it before it even took place. So we don't even know. We can't see that ahead, but God can. Amen. That's why he tell us not to do certain things. Then we go do it. Then boom. Here comes guilt and shame, despair, brokenness. Come on. Come on. He's trying to help us. He's trying to help us to protect us. Hallelujah. So he saw the despair and shame long before it happened and wanted to protect him from the consequences of eternal death. Ah, it was the devil who twisted the information and misguided the couple's way from the only life that really mattered. Look this up. Genesis chapter three, verses one through five. Genesis chapter three, verses one through five. Look that up. The garden was nice, but without the presence of God, it was just trees fruit and vegetation come on without the present it was just trees fruit and vegetations meaning just trees fruit and veggies (laughs) that's all the garden was without the presence of god hallelujah glory to god without him it would neither be the same nor as enjoyable Without God, our homes, our automobiles, our careers, and other tangible things are not enjoyable. We know that our lives are not uh, fulfilled by these things. Huh. With God, on the other hand, we have a sense of completeness. We can keep the perspective on our lives and understanding the spiritual existence we share with him. The serpent, the devil, wants to make an appeal to us that we can be as gods, as gods, with the lowercase g. That means many gods. <laughs> Uppercase, it means the only true living God. That's why I tell people on Facebook when they put the lowercase, oh, and God, no, honey, that's the wrong, that's wrong. Let me teach you. Uppercase, God, the true and living God. Lowercase, that means many gods. What God are you talking about when you say the low? when you have the little little G we'll get into that later <laughs> hallelujah hoping that we will set up our positions of dependence on God amen the serpent was able to deceive the man and the woman into having thoughts of self um reliance and it resulted into broken fellowship with God see so your disobedience going your own way self uh, gratification huh Leads into a broken fellowship with God. Look this up. Genesis 3 and 6. We should pay attention. Close attention. To the devil's tactics. And not allow him to. disrupt, deflate our spiritual experience. Can you imagine. How. The man and the woman. Must have felt. After they ate from the forbidden fruit. The decision seemed right. In the moment. Oh my God. The decision seemed right in the moment. Sink. Let that sink in. You get ready to do something. Oh, it seems right, but it's so wrong. It felt right in the moment. But afterward, it created negative fear, guilt, shame. Hallelujah. Genesis, look this up. Genesis 3, uh, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Look that up. It brought evil into the world and that... Is where we are today. Mankind is hiding in the environment. Trying to quiet the noise in his mind. And feel the voice in his heart. However, nothing, nothing temporal can satisfy the internal longing of the soul. Mankind was made to be in fellowship with God. Not to live and function apart from him. Man returning back to God would fulfill what he intended in the beginning. And we're going to stop there today. I want to try to keep it under 30 minutes. We're at 25 minutes. Amen. I want to read this last part again. I want you all to get this in your spirit. Hallelujah. Mankind was made to be in fellowship with God, not to live and function apart from God. Have you ever tried it? It's miserable. It is depressing. It is saddening. It is terrible trying to live a life without God, the creator of the universe, the alpha, the omega. I mean, God the creator of everything, of all things, and you're trying to live without him. They don't work. You're going to be unhappy. You're going to be miserable. It was not his purpose for that. Mankind was made to be in fellowship with God. So where are you at today with God? Where is your life today with God? Ha! Hallelujah! Where is your life? Stop and think about that. How is your relationship with God? Do you give God time? Is he in your children's life? Is he in your home? Is he in your job? Is he number one in your life? Because this was the purpose for mankind. Hallelujah. 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 Mankind was made to be in fellowship with God, not to live and function apart from him. Man returning back to God will fulfill what he intended from the beginning. So man returning back to God, this is where we are should be and aiming every day. returning back to God will fulfill what he intended. In the beginning. And I like to set that right in America. If we would turn back to God, that's what he intended in the beginning. Our Look at our country. We are far apart from God. <clears throat> and, you know, we want to blame it on the president. No, God is God used. Now nah, I got to go here. God, God is using Trump to show ourself as a as a country, as a whole. Everything that's coming out of him, there are seeds that have been planted in our country. We don't see these type of people every day. Everybody don't see every. How can I explain this? OK. At your job, you may not see somebody that has a racial comment at your job. You may not see somebody that has an ignorant attitude or whatever. But if you get what I'm saying, everything that's coming out and I'm not I'm not against. I don't know how we went here, but I'm not against. I pray for our president and our country, but I'm saying as our country as a whole, this is why things has turned the way that it's turned because we have fell so far away from God. And God is trying to take the foolish things to confront the wise and allow us to see like this is our, who we are as a nation. He represents the nation. So we can't just put all the blame on one man. We got to take the look at ourself and examine ourselves according to the word. Let every man examine himself, his heart. And ask God to create in us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God is trying to help us in our walk. Trying to help us in this season. And we just thank God for the man of God, Pastor Anthony Martin, to bring these teachings, this vision of this book to pass. Amen. To us. Give it to us so we can get ourselves straightened out. Amen. Whew. Glory to God. So. I'm going to say it again and I'm going to close this out and bear with me as I'm getting used to being on the podcast. Amen. (laughs) And I'll be getting the flow. Amen. I'm going to get my flow here. But mankind was to be made in fellowship with God, not to live and function apart from God. Man returning back to God would fulfill what he intended in the beginning. So I want you guys to realize that in the beginning, in the beginning. Amen. In the beginning, so you're supposed to be with God. So where are you at today? I want to ask you that. Where are you at today with God? Where's your relationship? Have you accepted His Son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior? Are you living the things? Are you living according to the Word? Amen. How is your relationship? Does it need to, you know, get better? What do you do? What do you need to do to improve your relationship with God? Are you giving Him enough time? Amen. And people think that you gotta spend like four or five hours. Some of us do. It all depends on where you're at in God. If you're new, you're just growing, or you're trying to get back. If, let me say this. If you're trying to get back to God, you do need to spend a lot of time. So that could, so you could really stay before Him. I mean, it needs to be not like clockwork, but you need to give Him a lot of time because it's easy to slip away and the devil be waiting on you to get you into something else. If you're a newbie in Christ, um, you know, start out 20 minutes today. I got some material too, so you can always send me a message and show you how to go through the Bible in the whole year and what, you know, good materials that you could use and, and where you're not overwhelmed and you don't have to spend 20 and 30 minutes, uh, you know, on your devotion. But it's very important that you have a relationship and you keep that. It's just like being in a relationship with somebody that you're married to, that you like, or a friendship or whatever. You spend a lot of time with them. You get to know them. And that's what God wants for us, you know, to get to know him, know his ways and what his purpose is and how to be, uh, uh you know, a good servant, a Christian and what your what their expectations, and God's expectations for us. Amen. So I'm at 30 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and stop and close for today. Please share this podcast. I normally mail you a goodie in if you share it. If you follow, inbox me and let me know you followed and you shared with five people. I'm asking you to tag five people that you would think to be interested in listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. Because I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of preaching like I was on Facebook. God has moved me on from that. This is good right here. I could just focus right here. Because when I do my lives, people are coming in asking me questions. My phone's going off or my phone could ring. So... (laughs) <laughs> the podcast is something the Lord gave me and the podcast is something I want to stick it through. Amen. And we want to get through many teachings and Pastor Anthony, you can go and get this book off of Amazon Um right now. The last time I checked, there was only one left. And I told a couple of the bishops and the pastors, like, look, you need to start teaching the people. We've preached enough. It's time to teach. It's time to teach. This generation is a teaching generation. They ask you a question, you better have an answer. And your answer better be facts because this is the generation, you know, they say it now, that facts. They want the facts. You you say one thing ain't right, you don't, you, it's best to tell them, like, look, I don't know, let me look that up and I'll get back to you. Don't lie to them because once you lie to them, they, this generation will lose respect for you for the rest of their lives. This is the generation that we are dealing with. Amen. So anyway, so praise God. Father God, we thank you for this podcast today. Hallelujah. Thank you that who's listening, they are listening on purpose with purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. So I ask God that you begin to minister to them and send the Holy Spirit to them amen and stir up the gift inside them in Jesus mighty name I thank you for Pastor Anthony and Sister Robin amen and, and and bless their family in Jesus mighty name and hallelujah I ask God that you begin to speak to every home in America amen that the uh, conviction would fall down on us that we will humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways so you could hear us our prayers and heal our land in Jesus mighty name we thank you on today for another days you allowed us to see God I ask that you begin to cover every family in the blood put a hedge of protection around us uh, the schools and the children and this generation that you will give us that you will help us get ourselves together before you return in Jesus mighty name so I thank you for your grace and your mercy in Jesus mighty name we give you the praise the honor and the glory and I thank you for these teachings and helping me to grow and minister to me and my family I praise you and give you the glory and the honor and the praise in jesus mighty name amen and i just want to say to the listeners out there that we do have a basketball tournament coming up on july 25th um this summer in kaiser west virginia it's open to all cities and states we use basketball to minister to the communities if you'd like to be a part of that inbox me leave a message below and i'll give you information it's open to everyone there's trophy there's prizes um, keep our ministry in prayer. New Revelation Lost and Found Worldwide Ministry under Pastor Mark Miller, my husband. Um, we both are ministers in this ministry and we go out and the highways and the byways and teach this gospel. We do have a building in Hagerstown, Maryland. Um, if you'd like to know any more information, leave your comment below. I love you guys. I love you so much. And I'm praying for each and every one of you that I know and will know as time goes on. God bless you.